It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic. A lot to get to ahead on today's edition of the show. Jesse Wade, BYU basketball player, transfer from Gonzaga, has entered the NCAA transfer portal. What does that mean for the BYU men's basketball program? Also, a hard-fought loss to the BYU women's program as they bow out of the NCAA tournament. We'll recap that. It is, of course, also a hashtag Twitter Thursday here, answering your guys' questions you submitted on social media. And, of course, catching you up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan, just like we do every single day. All right, so let's waste no more time and dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 25th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Funny enough, I feel like I'm doing this for the second time in just a little while, and it's because I am. I recorded a podcast last night, uh, went to upload it, and the file uh, service that I save a lot of my files in, it's... uh, connected with my regular work stuff well underwent upgrades last night and right around the time i was uploading the file well the service that we were migrating from went down and essentially my file got lost to the digital whatever you want to call it so at that point i was a little frustrated as you probably would imagine and i'm re-recording now coming to you closer to midday so my apologies for the delay on getting this episode out but you guys missed out on a great episode let me tell you no we're going to talk about the same stuff today 
Sunday. So uh, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button if you don't mind. Follow this show. Join us every day as we keep up to date on everything going on with the Cougars. And also leave us a rating and review. We want those five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Your guys' support is why we've been so successful with this venture for so long now. And can't thank you guys enough for your continued support. All right. So let's actually talk about some BYU sports. And let's start off on the hardwoods with BYU basketball. Tough loss for the women's team. They saw a four-point lead in the fourth quarter evaporate. They were on the wrong side of a 13-3 run, if I'm not mistaken, and end up dropping out of the NCAA tournament in the second round via a 52-46 loss to the three-seed Arizona. And just a, a tough loss, honestly. That, that's the thing. You look at this, what happened down the stretch in that game. BYU's inability to hit shots. Kind of the antithesis of what they had done against Rutgers two days prior, where they hit big shot after big shot down the stretch to win that game, and BYU is out. So, I want to just say congratulations to Jeff Judkins and his team. It was a good run for them. There's no doubt about that. They lasted longer than Gonzaga did in the tournament. The Zags were upset in the first round of the NCAA Women's Basketball basketball tournament and a team that BYU seemingly like men's basketball is chasing on the women's side of things. BYU lasted longer than the Bulldogs in the tournament and I just felt like this was a team, speaking of BYU, I felt like throughout parts of this game against Arizona, they were a quote-unquote team of destiny that was going to make a Sweet 16 run and really surprise some people. But if you go cold down the stretch, a team like Arizona has the ability to put the clamps on you. They make the shots and as such, they move on with a six-point victory. So best of luck to the Wildcats as they move into the Sweet 16 and safe travels home to the BYU women's basketball program. On the men's side of things, Jesse Wade, BYU junior guard, has entered the NCAA transfer portal. It was announced first by verbal commits on Twitter. I confirmed it via my source who has access to the database. And he is in the portal, but he put out a statement that I think is going to be explain everything of what he's thinking here. Because many of you know that Jesse Wade was a high-profile athlete from Davis High fantastic high school basketball player here in the state of Utah. Committed to Gonzaga, went there after his mission for a season, then transferred to BYU, sat out a year, and has played sparingly since then, mainly dealing with a knee injury that seemingly just never got better. That that was the biggest thing about Jesse Wade, is he had this knee injury that just never was able to get him on the court in any significant fashion. Mark Pope said the doctors ultimately went into an exploratory surgery to figure out what's wrong, and the funny thing is, is if you read the stories and what you, if you kept up to date with what Jesse Wade was doing, he actually started hiking the Y every day, and that seemingly strengthened his knee to the point where he was actually be, being able to practice fully, etc., or as much as could be expected, but it just was, he was not in the rotation with BYU this year in any significant way. So, let's read his statement, and we'll talk more about his decision. He said, quote, I had a great talk with Coach Pope today, and I will be entering the transfer portal to explore possible options. There are multiple ways this can go and no doors are closed anywhere including BYU. I just simply want to explore options and see what is out there. He continues, BYU fans have been so amazing and supportive to me and I am grateful for that. Gonzaga fans are still incredible to me. I am blessed with amazing fan bases and people around me that I look up to and admire. Thank you for all the support. Finally, in three tweets, it was a little string. Life doesn't go... 
excuse me, life doesn't always go the way that you plan, but that's what makes it fun. Thank you to everyone for your support. It's easier going through hard choices when you have great people around you. And I have been very blessed with amazing people around me. He was Mr. Basketball in 2015 out of Davis High, as I mentioned, just an absolute star basketball player. And I don't blame him one bit for exploring his options. Funny enough, I think programs here in state, Southern Utah, Dixie State, UVU, even Weber State would do well to land the guy like Jesse Wade, in my opinion. He may not be as good of a player as he once was, but he is more than capable of being a guy who can be a rotation piece. And you're probably screaming, well, Jake, why doesn't he stick at BYU and become part of that rotation? Well, I think he sees the body of work, what's kind of laid out before him is all the work he has done has not yielded him the playing time that in his mind, apparently, is equaling the the work he's putting in at BYU. So he's going to explore his options. It wouldn't surprise me to see Jesse end up staying with BYU. I'll be frank about that. He's got family connections. His younger sister is a soccer star. I believe on her mission currently for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But the family connections are extremely strong to BYU. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Jesse Wade ultimately decide to remain with BYU. One additional part of this is he is a graduate transfer according to the transfer portal database, meaning he's immediately eligible wherever he lands. And in addition to that, he was a walk-on technically last year, gave up his scholarship to allow BYU some other maneuverability with the roster. So he may be looking for an opportunity to get school paid for, and I cannot blame him in any way, shape, or form for any of that. Now, some of you are probably asking, well, we're going to get to a question here about this, about Brandon Averett and Alex Barcelo. Brandon Averett seemingly uh, made an indication that he may be moving on, but then kind of backtracked on that when asked about it by uh, Cougs Daily, the Sports Illustrated site that covers BYU, said nothing had been decided. Alex Barcelo has been mums the word so far with regards to his future. As I've said previously on this podcast, and I'll say it again, I expect only one of those two to remain with BYU next year for whatever reason. That's just my gut feeling on it, whether it's AB or whether it's BA. One of them, I think, will remain with BYU. The other will move on with their career. Matt Harms, he has decided to move on, so best of luck to him and funny enough going back to the women's basketball thing Jeff Judkins last night said that everyone on his roster Paisley Paisley Johnson Harding and Jennifer Hampson among them who are seniors are expected to return to BYU next year and run it back that's actually really really good news for the women's basketball program because you think with another year of working together that team could be very formidable and might potentially be the favorite in the West Coast Conference on the women's side of things so A lot going on with BYU, but I can promise you this. Mark Pope, speaking on the men's side, is going to do his absolute darndest to find the best talent that he can find to bolster his lineup. I think you should trust him when it comes to roster building. He has proven he's more than capable of putting together a fantastic program, and he is going to make sure that BYU is a relevant team in 2021, 2022, and beyond that for however long he's at BYU. And here's hoping that he's here for the long term, speaking of being the head coach for the BYU men's basketball program. So there you go. Some of the stuff with Jesse Wade. I wish him nothing but the best as he determines what his future is. But as I said, it would not surprise me one bit to see him remain with the Cougars uh, beyond this season. All right, coming up here in just a moment, you guys are going to program the show. It is a hashtag Twitter Thursday. You guys submitted your questions on social media. We'll touch on all of those here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. Absolutely adore this company, guys. 20 
20 years serving online auto parts customers. It's a family-owned company. They want to make taking care of your vehicle as easy as they possibly can make it. That's what we love about them. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and it's delivered directly to your door. Think about that, folks. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and even search by the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com, guys? Check them out now. Make sure to write it locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that way they know that we sent you guys. Once again, that's rockauto.com. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Folks, want to encourage you guys to make sure to check out the Locked On Today podcast. It is your daily podcast, getting you up to speed on everything you need to know as a sports fan at large in 20 minutes or less. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's your turn to program the show as we do weekly here on the show. Hashtag Twitter Thursday, listener mailbag. Love hearing from you guys. Love getting your guys' questions and answering them to the best of my ability. Let's start off with our good friend Casey Finlinson at FinDaddy81. Send it in this question. Jake, is BYU still waiting on the health department to get authorization to begin selling season tickets for football this year? That would not surprise me in the least, Casey. I think the biggest thing is with this ongoing vaccination effort, I think BYU sitting back and waiting to see the numbers as they come in. Once they get to a certain point, I'm sure they will be happy to start selling season tickets. I think BYU has every intention of allowing as many fans as possible this fall, if not capacity crowds at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, barring something completely unforeseen. So fingers crossed, everything goes according to plan, but I would assume that they'll start selling tickets in the relatively near future. You can't necessarily sell them in August, or maybe you could, but I would imagine maybe like May, June, they're probably announcing, hey, here's the plans, here's what we're doing, and then start selling them at that point. So stay tuned for that. You also asked the question, who do you think will surprise people at Pro Day? And of course, Pro Day tomorrow, we'll talk more about that on tomorrow's podcast. I know it's going to be an early day, but I'll give you some of my insights on what I expect from Pro Day, so stay tuned for that. But a guy, just as kind of a tease, I think will stand out and surprise people is Zane Anderson. If he proves that his shoulder is healthy and he tests extremely well, Zane Anderson, folks, is going to be a guy who's going to get his shot in the NFL. If he runs fast, that's the biggest thing for him. He's got to prove that he's got the speed. He could be a contributor on special teams and in the secondary for a team. I would imagine he ends up playing safety in the NFL with his size, but I don't know. I could, I guess, potentially play kind of that high hybrid linebacker spot that seems to be coming more and more in vogue in football overall but we'll have to see what happens I think Zane Anderson's one to keep an eye on a second guy is Chandon Herring but he's not necessarily as much of a of a, I guess, a surprise considering he was on that quote unquote freaks list that uh, uh, Bruce Feldman from The Athletic puts out each year, which essentially uh, talks about the guys who are just like absolute stud athletes. 
Chandon Herring, above all else, is a great athlete, and that's going to be kind of his calling card going into the NFL. Other questions coming in from you guys. Nick Chadwick, a fantastic follow. By the way, Nick does a great job weighing in with us every week asking his questions. He says, if slash when will we see transfers coming in to help the secondary? You think there'll be any big transfer news coming the BYU football team's way overall? And then he has a second question. Let's start off with the football stuff here. I think the BYU will continue to pursue options in the transfer portal, Nick. There's no doubt about that. And by the way, Nick's at Nick Chadwick 15 on Twitter. They will continue to pursue uh, athletes, etc. If they can think that they can fit in with what BYU is trying to do. I think they're going to wait until after spring balls wrap up when a lot of guys who will enter the transfer portal will be another wave of guys who enter. And BYU probably will lose some guys of their own to the transfer portal. It's just the way of the world these days in college sports. So keep an eye on that. It's probably not going to happen until I would guess late spring, early summer before you really start hearing things. But I'll be passing along anything that I hear in short order. There's no doubt about that. You guys know how we operate on this podcast. If you don't, I bring everything I've got and I pass it along to you guys as soon as I have it. But looking forward to that. And I do think that kind of the late spring, early summer when the transfer portal, I think has most people coming out of spring ball in it, Nick, will be kind of when uh, BYU uh, strikes, whether it's in the secondary or just another transfer overall. Uh, second part of your question, it's another transfer portal question that's basketball related. It says, does Mark Pope have the magic up his sleeve to lure a transfer point guard and or shooting guard? Personally, I think we need two with AB, speaking of Alex Barcelo, and Brandon Averett leaving. I uh, actually had leavening. I know it was a little bit of an autocorrect issue there, Nick, but nonetheless, I do think that Mark Pope has the pull to get somebody in there. Mikey Saunders, obviously a former Wasatch Academy kid, absolutely will be targeted by BYU considering the connections between Wasatch Academy, his time in Utah and BYU. Teammate with Caleb Lohner, I'm sure Lohner could help sell him on coming to BYU, but I'm not going to count Mark Pope out on almost anybody in the transfer portal. He almost got the kid Mac McClung, who was a star for Texas Tech this year. Think about that. BYU was in his finalist group. He convinced Matt Harms to come here over the likes of Kentucky and Duke. And you know what? I get what you might be thinking with Matt Harms. He didn't necessarily bear out to be what you thought he was, but it was still a big win in the recruiting uh recruiting world to get him to come to BYU. So keep an eye on that. I do think that there's a chance for BYU to make some moves. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see if AB or BA decide to come back. Like I said, I really think it's uh, one of the two will come back, but we're going to have to wait and see what happens with that. Another question coming in here from Tyler Bergner, a great listener, a long friend, friend of ours, a GTB underscore dad 0719 says, what position going into spring did you think was weak that you were actually surprised to hear how strong it actually was now this is going to sound really funny Tyler but it's the defensive line that's the thing defensive line is what I am hearing has actually been very strong for BYU considering they lost their starting linemen essentially along that unit you think about it Kyrus Tonga Zach Dobb Rackin Bakri. those are your three stalwarts for seemingly the past three seasons well they were they were gone and you expect okay BYU is going to be rebuilding there but I have heard that the defensive line and, and it's not necessarily a big names or great talent standing out it's the overall depth of the unit if that makes sense just the fact they're able to throw multiple bodies in there Caden Hawes Atunai Samahe at nose tackle you have guys like Lorenzo Fawatea Lincoln Tuyoti Mariner at defensive tackle out of defensive end you're gonna think about Tyler Batty Fisher Jackson man I could just go down a list of guys out there Uh, Uriah Leatawa comes to mind there are just a mass of bodies along that defensive line and what 
what it, the way it's been described to me by people down there at BYU about the defensive line is the sum total of the parts. So all the guys involved in the D line, all their contributions actually may uh, make this a very strong unit for BYU. But that could be them just trying to convince themselves of that. But enough people have told me that that makes me think that the defensive line is actually a lot better than I thought it was going into spring, Tyler. So hopefully that answers your question. Now, our final question today comes in from our good friend, Joel Willardson, living out there on the East Coast. Joel, I need to apologize to you publicly that I did not get to this question right away, but actually fits in well with this week. So I missed it in the inbox when you sent it into LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Feel free always, by the way, to send in emails to us there. I promise I'll read them more often or check for them more often. Joel, you somehow got filtered into a different uh, part of the inbox that I don't typically check on a daily basis. So my apologies, but a great question here. And it fits in well with Pro Day coming up tomorrow. Uh, Dear Jake, you don't have to call me Dear Jake if you don't want to, Joel. You can just say Jake. But he says, I was wondering if you think that Kyrus Tonga, excuse me, let's start over with that. Dear Jake, I was wondering what you think Kyrus Tonga might need to do at the Combine to build his draft stock for different NFL teams. I know that he reportedly had a 4.91 second 40-yard dash last June. Could that possibly, could it be possible to repeat itself? Thanks, Joel Willardson. Joel, uh, the combine obviously is not happening formally this year, but the pro day tomorrow will be critical for a guy like Kairos Tonga. He needs to prove he's in shape. That was a big bugaboo during his time at BYU as he was never fully in shape, it felt like, would play for a high level for a short period and then kind of drop off. He needs to prove he's in shape, drop some weight, has got his cardiovascular uh, situation more figured out. And I think additionally to that, if he runs a sub five second 40, teams are going to sit up a little straighter in their chair and say, whoa, okay, maybe he does have something here. But I think the bigger thing in all honesty, Joel, is that Kairos Tonga, wherever he lands, whether it's a draft pick, whether it's an undrafted free agent, and for, for the record, I do think he will be a late round draft pick when he gets to camp wherever he gets drafted no matter what situation it is he needs to show up in shape and show that he can play every single down that they have him on the field for there is no loafing in the NFL NFL teams do not allow guys to slack off if you slack off guess what there's a one-way ticket to getting cut or getting released by the team you're playing for so he needs to show up and prove that he can be a three down lineman do I think he's going to be a three down lineman in the NFL Probably not, but it would be nice to see him develop to be such, but he needs to prove that he can play at a high level for an extended period upon entering the NFL, and that's probably the more critical thing for him. I'm not necessarily convinced that the combine in his situation is going to make or break what a team looks at him. But yeah, if you run fast, that absolutely can help. So we'll have to find out what happens, but I am interested to see how things shake out in Pro Day tomorrow. And like I said, we'll do more of a preview on tomorrow's podcast to let you know what I think of guys, what I'm hearing talking to people and all that fun stuff. All right, thank you so much for your questions, guys. It is a blast to answer them each week. You guys make my job so much more fun when you guys weigh in and let us know what you like about the show, what you'd like to see improved, all that fun stuff. So follow the show on social media, by the way, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search out Locked On Cougars. Or as I said just a minute ago, feel free to email us anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. All right, coming up here momentarily, we'll catch you up on some of the news and notes involving BYU that you need to know as a Cougar fan out there. We'll get to all of that. 
Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Bet Online, folks. Absolutely love this company. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football obviously might be over, but the NBA, college hoops, and NHL are in full swing. Golf is ongoing. Baseball, are we a week away from opening day? Uh, maybe eight days. Nonetheless, coming up very quickly, Bet Online has you covered on all of that. They got real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up when you go to betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag. Make sure if, when you do that, use the promo code LOCKED ON for that 50% welcome bonus. Promo code LOCKED ON. Get 50% added to your deposit. It's a great way to have some fun and do it with our friends at Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Taking a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at Built Bar, guys. You guys know all about these, but they are the best tasting protein bars out there, and I mean that sincerely. I am a huge fan of them, but you know what? They are trying to determine what is the best Built Bar out there, of course, using their bracket methodology. You guys can have your say on this, by the way. Real quick, the Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar because it is high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and low calories. It is the perfect complement for wherever you're at in your health journey. Want to encourage you guys to give them a shot. You can go to BuiltBar.com, cast your vote in the bracket challenge they've got going on to determine the greatest Built Bar of them all. Today, we have Mint Brownie against Coconut Puff, and I'm not going to lie, I don't think this is even a contest. Coconut Puff in a landslide. This would be a 25-point drubbing to use the basketball parlance on it, in my opinion. Coconut Puff is absolutely incredible not to say the mint brownie's not not tasty folks i'm just a huge fan of the coconut flavors at built bar give them a shot while you're at builtbar.com use their promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your next order you heard that right promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your next order and enjoy the best tasting protein bars out there and do it with our friends at builtbar.com it is NFL draft season, guys. I want to encourage you guys to check out two great podcasts, The Draft Dudes as well as Locked On NFL Draft. They will have you up to speed on everything with regards to the upcoming NFL Draft. Regardless of your fandom in the NFL, they have got you guys covered. Download those shows, The Draft Dudes as well as the NFL Draft Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, catching up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan today, let's start off uh, with a tough loss for BYU women's softball, 600. 187 days between home games. Think about that, folks. They had not played at home in nearly two years. Absolutely incredible, but unfortunately, BYU softball's late rally fell short in a 5-4 loss to Stanford in their home opener at Gail Miller Field yesterday. So a tough loss for BYU, but it was good to see them back out at Miller Field. In the interest of full disclosure, I do have a vested interest in the BYU softball program, considering my wife is a former Cougar softball player, but nonetheless, good to see BYU softball back at Miller Park. They'll be back in action with a doubleheader this Friday. That's tomorrow against Boise State at Gale Miller Field. First game set to begin at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Second game at 5 p.m. Both of them will be streamed on BYUtv.org if you want to watch those games tomorrow evening. In other news, another dominant BYU soccer performance. Rachel McCarthy had a hat trick in a 6-0 shutout win over San Diego in California yesterday. Just absolutely dominant. Dominant from start to finish for BYU. Cameron Tucker started 
the scoring for the Cougars in the eighth minute. Uh, Michaela Coulihan had the assist. Of course she did. Absolutely incredible. And the McCarthy just put together just an absolutely stellar performance, getting uh, her three goals in kind of the middle part of this game. Coulihan added her 33rd of her career in the 16th minute. So she is ninth all-time in BYU scoring, tying her with Michelle Vasconcelos, who now plays for Kansas City in the NWSL. So pretty stellar showing for her. So congratulations to the BYU women's soccer program. Now 7-3 on the season, 4-1 in conference play. They're back home Saturday taking on Gonzaga down there at Southfield. Looking forward to that. The game will kick off excuse me, Saturday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. It will be broadcast live on BYU TV and, of course, radio coverage on the BYU Sports Network. Now, finally, running down everything else going on today in BYU Sports. We'll start off with men's and women's track and field. They are headed to Austin, Texas for the Texas Relays. Best of luck to the men's and women's track and field teams. That'll go through the weekend, the 25th, 26th, and 27th. So best of luck to them. Men's golf begins playing the Goodwin in Stanford, California at Stanford Golf Course. That is underway as of this afternoon. Uh, Best of luck to Bruce Brockbank and the rest of the BYU men's golf program. Hopefully they can have a good showing at a place that they traditionally have played really well at recently. BYU baseball opens up their home series against San Francisco this afternoon at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Be broadcast live on the BYU TV app. Streaming-wise, also heard on the BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard will be on the call, obviously, for that, so you can tune in and listen to that game if you so desire. And then, yeah, that's kind of what's going on today. A busy day in BYU sports, but best of luck. Oh, by the way, men's and women's swimming and diving the NCAA championships taking place as well today. So, best of luck to all the Cougars in action all over the country, wherever they may be. Tune in, support them, and of course, we'll recap it all for you guys on tomorrow's show. A big thank you for you guys' continued support of the podcast. It is a blast to be with you guys every single day. So, we'll wrap it up here and talk to you guys again tomorrow when we look ahead to Pro Day for BYU, the final practice of spring ball. Plenty to talk about on a Friday edition, so stay tuned for that coming your way tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 25th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day